You're listening to Inside Real Estate with Jessica Beggins. Each week, tune in to hear a new topic about real estate. Whether you're looking to buy or sell your own home, or maybe you're looking to get into the industry. Either way, I hope you use this as your go-to resource for all of your real estate needs. Hey guys, Jessica Beggins here with Century 21. Thanks for tuning into my podcast this week. I've got, a, I'm going to change it up. And I've got Zach Houston here with me, and we are going to share our story to homeownership. And so in order to do this, I kind of wanted to get down to the roots of us as to why homeownership was even in our brains from the first place. And I think to do that, we have to go back to when we were kids and how we grew up. So we've got Zach here, and we're going to share both of our stories, and hopefully this is something that you can relate to and if homeownership is a journey that you guys want to take on, hopefully we'll answer some questions for you. So, Zach, say hello. 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 <laughs> My name is Zach Houston, Houston, same thing, <laughs> kind of. All right, Zach, so take me back to your childhood. Childhood. How did you grow up? Were you living in a house that your parents owned? Were you in community with the other kids in your neighborhood? Was that an option? What, what were things like when you when you were young? Yeah, so I grew up in um, kind of, my, my parents were divorced, but they're happily remarried. So I did grow up in a situation where I did live in two houses, kind of, you know, growing up. But there was always a great sense of community in those houses. Um, I do remember, you know, we would stay outside, especially with my brother. We'd stay outside and we would, you know, play until the streetlights turned on. Mm-hmm. And we'd kind of always, you know, push that to the max. So, <laughs> but we might come in, you know, a few minutes late. But and yeah, it was a strong sense of community. Um, I grew up in two houses. Were um, your parents owners of those houses, or were they renting? What was that situation like? No, they both they both own the houses. Okay. Um. So that kind of, you know. So you growing grew up, up seeing homeownership. Yes, yeah. growing up, doing chores, mowing the lawn, that kind of stuff, taking care of your house, those kind of things. I did grow up and see pool. Yeah, there was a pool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, so you, so in your core, you grew up with homeownership and just assumed that's how life works. You grow up and you buy a house. Yeah, I guess you know your surroundings kind of you know impact the way that you, you know, kind of grow up, think that kind right. Of thing. Like we were. That was the same with me. I grew up in a community where all of the kids in the community went to the same school, and we went to the same elementary school, middle school, high school. We all grew up together. So I saw homeownership as a kid also without really realizing it. So we were both lucky enough not to be moving around all over the place because some military families are renting for a few years, and then they move around. So that wasn't in our core. For us, we both saw homeownership. So growing up, it was... It seemed important to us. So I kind of wanted to get to the base of that. So now, let's say, now you're graduating and you're going to college. What were some of your ambitions? Was buying a house or getting an investment property or anything? Was that on your brain at this time or not at all? Well, I mean, um, so starting off, well, just to answer that real quick, uh, investment property, it was on my mind, but unfortunately you have to have the capital order to do that right and we were Uh, young (laughs) yeah so that wasn't a thing but um you know growing up and 
being around the house, you know, I've always wanted to own a house. My parents um, did a great job in kind of letting me know that buying a house is a lot more, you know, there's a lot more value in buying a house than there is in renting. Mm -hmm. You never get that money back when you rent, but that's kind of how I grew up because they kind of ingrained that in me. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I know some parents that will like are so gung-ho on home ownership that they'll buy a house that they let their son or daughter rent while out. they're in college. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, we didn't yeah. have that. We both rented in college. Yes. Yeah, of course. It's, mm-hmm. it's just easier to rent. It's mm-hmm. more flexible. Um, but going back to college and kind of that situation up until now, mm-hmm. uh, I started off, I graduated from a local high school. Um, in Gibsonton, a.k.a. Apollo Beach, that area, <laughs> East Bay. Oh, man, um, you dropped it on the podcast. Mm-hmm, That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I went out to University of Central Florida and, you know, stayed in dorms there, rented there when I was there. And you rented a single-family home. Yes, after the dorms. So mm-hmm. I stayed in dorms for about a year, mm-hmm. year and a half, maybe two. Um, but then we rented out a single-family home. Um, I, of course, I was renting with a few buddies as well. Um, it was kind of a fraternity thing, so we were kind of grandfathered into that home. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so pretty much I was used to a home there. Right. Uh, mowing the grass, doing the yard, that kind of stuff. Did that um, home have a pool? A pool? Yes, yeah. It, yeah, there was a pool, so we had to kind of do a little bit of that. The landlord did help out, but uh, we had to do some stuff, too. You know, we had to upkeep, you know, make sure it was taken care of. Right. Of course, just like you do anywhere you live. And then we met. <laughs> yes. So we didn't meet, and we met in high school because we went to the same high school. Maybe right. even, you know. Maybe before. middle school? Yeah. We don't know when we really met. It's been a long time. It's I'm pretty been old a now. long time. Yeah. I'm only 25, so that's... No, he's not. He's 27. Yeah. Okay, so we met. We were together for a little bit. I was renting. You were renting. But then we moved in together. So you went from a single-family home with four bedrooms. And, you know, three guys. Right. To... Mm-hmm. A one-bedroom apartment in Tampa that was kind of a dump, for lack of better words, <laughs> right? Will you explain where we first lived when we moved in together? It wasn't a... I mean, it was a great location. We lived off of Bayshore Boulevard, so cream of the crop, if you would like to call it that. Yeah, we were trying to be fancy. Yeah, so the <laughs> South Tampa life, uh, we literally lived right off of Bayshore, so we could walk and we could see the dolphins. It was a very, very, very old house um, that was not taken care of. Mm-hmm. Or I would say, I'm sorry, it's a quadplex, as Jessica defines it. <laughs> so I call it a house with four units, but, you know. Same thing. To each their own. <laughs> but, yes, so the quadplex, it was very, very old. Um, you could drop a ball in the middle of the floor, mm-hmm. and it would go towards the center of the house. Yeah, the center <laughs> of the structure of the house. It would literally roll inwards to the kitchen because that's <laughs> what was closest to the middle of the house or structure. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there's that. There's a time where the ceiling fell in on me while I was studying there. Um, <laughs> he yeah. called me, um, the ceiling just collapsed. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid the whole house was going down. And it was like all plaster and it was real dusty and oh, dirty. Everything and... that we owned in that was covered and old oh, school man. plaster grossness. Yeah, and that was that kind of dust forever. Like it, even when we moved out, stuff was still covered in that white chalky. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that was a 
that was really something. So. so, but we liked the idea of where we were living. So we literally, our next year, we moved one street over to another quadplex, but it was updated. Yes, it was updated. It was super nice. It was literally the same floor plan. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I think it was local apartments here in Tampa that took care of that and um, they gutted it out as much as they could. Uh, they had to keep the bare bones because it's an older house, but they did a great job. It was all updated. Mm -hmm. um, it just was nice. It was definitely a, a lot, ni lot yeah. more nice. Than so at this time, you are working as a server. Yes. And you were still in school at, the, at USF. Yes. And you were finishing up and you've switched your degree to quantitative economics and econometrics. Yes. Did I get it right? BS and that. <laughs> Bachelor so, of Science, all right. Not no, BS, but. So this is what, what we were doing. I was getting started in real estate, which means I was not making a lot of money because I was working really hard trying to find people to even know that I'm in real estate. Mm -hmm. And you were serving and going to school. So... We wanted to be homeowners, especially with me being in real estate. I see it all the time, people buying mm -hmm. and selling, right? But it just seemed like such a far-off dream for us. Yeah, I mean, It didn't seem possible. It, it was possible, but in order for that to happen, you would have to have two years of solid income, consistent right. income, and same on my end. And because I was a server, mm -hmm. and my income was sporadic, and it was cash, so it's hard to keep track of. Um, and your income, you know, on and off, especially when you start up real mm -hmm. estate, because you have to make those connections in order to grow in the long term. Um, so that was the struggle there. So we um, just weren't qualified, yeah. period. <laughs> no, no, no. We weren't qualified. But I finally decided to graduate from college. Yes. Took me about 20 years. So um, we, but we, but, <laughs> but no, I did. Um, and we did move, we moved to M South. Yeah, we moved to an apartment complex that was had amenities to it. So instead of paying a bunch of money to live off of Bayshore, mm -hmm. we moved to an apartment complex that had a pool and a gym and a pool table and all this stuff, right? Yeah. So, so I want to talk about what it was in our brains that made the switch to be like, oh, we can be homeowners. How is this going to be possible? Sorry, that is uh, our dog in the background having a fit. Clay Bubba, come here. Speaking of the barking dog, while we were at M South, that's when we got Clay, right? So we were in a, how big was that place? Seven, 640 square feet, I think? Yeah, I like to say 700, but I don't quite think yeah. it was there. It was a one bedroom apartment. We were on the second floor and we got a puppy at eight weeks. And he came home and he went to the bathroom all over the place and we would have to walk him down the stairs and go outside and if it was raining and blah, blah, blah. And we did it, what, every hour on the hour because he was a little puppy? Yeah, we were trying to train him too, so you have to be proactive. Yeah. So. So we didn't like that and we decided we need a yard. That was kind of our, that was our catalyst, right? For Yeah, we pretty much, we pretty much got a dog and bought a house. Yeah. So. But it didn't happen that fast. No, it didn't happen. Clay's almost two. And you can hear him in the background, you guys. This is just how this podcast is going to go. That's him squeaking. We tried to put him outside, but. So 
we're in the apartment with Clay. I am now in my third year of real estate. So I'm starting to have background to say, hey, okay, we have income. And I think it was a few months after we got Clay that you graduated from college. Yes, so I graduated in, uh, I think it was May. Yeah, you graduated. We got Clay in November, and you graduated that May. Yeah, so about six months later or so, seven months. Yeah, so when you graduated, you started looking for jobs. So now you weren't a server anymore. Well, I was a server. I was actively looking for jobs. Right. Um, and I ended up landing one with uh, WellCare, mm-hmm. um, which is now Synthene, mm-hmm. as a financial analyst associate. Right. Um, but, yes, yeah, so me landing that job... I had the salary on the actual contract that I was signing, right? Or the offer contract, all the all the same. Yeah, we used we used your offer letter to qualify to qualify for the home. But we were confused as well with how that worked because we weren't even sure. But what we did is we asked questions. We asked the lender. Mm-hmm. Um, the lender helped us out, and, and we did that because we were coming up to the end of our lease. So yes. we were either going to rent again or we were going to buy. And we had this burning passion for home. We wanted a home so bad mm-hmm. because of Clay and having a yard for the dog. Fenced-in yard. A fenced-in yard. One story. More <laughs> no than stairs. one toilet. More than one toilet, yeah. <laughs> that entire thing. Those were kind of our, uh, all right, let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. So we talked to a lender because we wanted to see if it was actually possible for us. And when they told us that it was, we were like, wait a second, what? Mm-hmm. We were shocked. So I, being a real estate agent, set us up on a search, and Zach actually found, this house came up on the market that we bought, yes. and Zach saw it the day of and sent it to me. Yes, and I that I kind of asked her, is this real? Because it looked too good to be true, kind of in the area that we are in South Tampa. Uh, we are south of Gandy, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just a great upcoming spot. And yeah, we're in a good little pocket. It, it almost looked fake, and then or fake, and then we found out it wasn't. So it wasn't. We saw it this first day. Mm-hmm. And first day it was on the market. We're like, hey, we need to make a move because if anyone knows, you know that this is gonna fly off the shelf. So we were actually first day it was even on the market. We saw it. Yep. And there were multiple offers when we put ours in. Yep. And we actually um, kind of wrote them a letter uh, with a picture of us and kind of said hey this these are our dreams you know this is our starter house one i'm sorry it's a three one and a half Mm -hmm. um about 1300 square feet 1200 square feet i'm sorry yeah it's 11 23 square we we digress on that though (laughs) but uh, (laughs) but i count the laundry room because it is cooled and heated okay and Mr. that's 77 cool calculated over so here that puts it up to 1200 but that's that's a story for another podcast right but he just told it so it's fine <laughs> so we are in this house and we wrote the offer literally on the kitchen counter while we were showing it because that's i knew that this was going to go quick so we wrote up the offer we signed it electronically we sent it while we were in the house and then we get a call that night it's like nine o'clock and the agent tells us that there's another offer and we have to submit our highest and best. We were freaking out, right? So we call my dad and we tell him and he's like, well, you know, play some games with him and blah, blah, blah. And we were like, no, we want this house way too bad to be playing games. And it was weird for me to be in 
this role, right? I'm usually the real estate agent, usually giving the advice. And now my dad's giving us advice and I'm like, absolutely not. We want this house. We're not doing that. So in order to win this bidding war that we were in now, we did the escalation clause. And we said, we will beat the other offer by $500 up to this purchase price. And that's, that's what we did. And mm. the other buyers didn't, couldn't come up at all. They were at their highest already. So we won the bidding war with the offer that we had. And we really, we really didn't go up. No, we didn't. We didn't have to go up because the other offer didn't. I think we offered a full price offer and they didn't offer a full price offer. Right. So we would have beat their offer by 500 and we didn't have to. So we got our offer accepted. That was actually pretty cool because that escalation clause is a great safety net. Yeah, that totally saved us. And by putting in there that, you know, beat them by $500 up to a certain amount Mm -hmm. saves you from, you know, obviously. (laughs) Overpaying. Yes. Right. So, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. We were really nervous. (laughs) So we got the house and we went under contract. So how was that process for you, Zach? Because I'm an agent. I do this. So what was it like on your end? Um, you know, I. I thought it was really smooth. I kind of handed you the reins. Uh, you know, you know what you're doing. I'm not very familiar with the real estate world and how that all works. I was um, just like, here, sign here, sign here, sign here. This is what we're doing. Okay, got it, good. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> I did read, you know, the important stuff. But um, the only thing with me would just be, you know, hopefully we're not going up too high. That's what I was worried. I was worried about the financial aspect of it. Hopefully we don't overpay, go too high, but we knew we weren't. Right. So I felt pretty comfortable with that. And do you mean go too high in purchase price or go too high in our mortgage payment? Both. I, I guess I was kind of concerned about the mortgage payment just with the new job and right. You know that kind of thing. So I just wanted to make sure we kept it as low as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're thinking about it and we look at what we were paying in rent versus what our mortgage payment is. Oh, yeah. It was kind of a no-brainer I mean, for us to do this. What are we... We're, with rent, not to mention trash, valet, sewer. Yeah, all that stuff. And then stuff. that's all before water and utilities in general. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like... We were at 1380 with the apartment. Which is insane to think about when, you know, we, we have friends who have houses who have mortgages that are significantly less than that. Yeah. Our so mortgage just, is a little yeah. bit higher than some of the people that we know because we didn't put we didn't have as much money to put down. No. So therefore our mortgage is a little higher, but at this at this house our mortgage is 1540 so versus it, our I mean, 1380 rent payment. If you tack on water and you tack on ele- electric and that kind of stuff and you know, it it, it it's pretty close to the same. Honestly. Yeah, we we only had to go up a little bit and we own a house. We have a backyard for clay. Mm-hmm. We have more than one toilet. <laughs> we have yeah. more square footage. And we're in a really good pocket where we are going to have, we, we already have equity in this home. Yes. And this is a home that we had in mind of, if we're going to keep this home and possibly rent it out and move into a bigger house when the time comes. So this is a, this was a good move for us. We're not throwing away 1380 anymore. We are investing, investing in. 1540. Mm-hmm. So it, for us, it, it made a lot of sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we do have equity in the house. We've already done a lot of upgrade, not upgrades, but we've just put a nice touch on it with things like shiplap, mm-hmm. um, just accent walls, mm-hmm. taking care of it, um, right. repainting it, 
Mm-hmm. Those kind of things, cleaning it very well, touching everything up, mm-hmm. fixing things that you know needed to be fixed. So we have put our own personal touch, and at the same time, we boosted the value. I mean, we did the backsplash in the bathroom. We you know we painted the tile in the kitchen, backs like that kind of thing. We're gonna redo the bathroom, the actual shower next. Right. So those kind of things, you know, add up and they increase the value in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, but not to mention down the street, the house that is the same layout as us sold for two eighty seven, and it doesn't even have a laundry room. Right. So. Zach really likes that laundry room. <laughs> mm-hmm. seven, seven by. But so Eleven. so we yeah. bought for two forty in August of twenty nineteen, and a house just sold in May, of twenty twenty for two eighty seven. Yeah, in a in a not a good spot. It's right off of Dale Mabry. We are way back from Dale Mabry. Yeah, we're a few streets off. So so like they're right on Dale Mabry. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they painted it. They put a new roof. We have a new roof. Yep. So we, we put can... on a new roof when we purchased this yep. house. Yep. So that that right there, you know, that's least 20 years Mm -hmm. so that's great so we don't have to worry about that in terms of you know the near future but so keep that in mind we were if we're are we crazy for buying a house that we immediately turned around and put a new roof on (laughs) no we're not because we saved up we knew that that was a thing when we got the inspection done we knew that the roof was at the end of its useful Mm -hmm. life and this was something that we were going to have to do no it's just but it was worth it it's a smart move it's a smart thing for us to do in my opinion because you know, I mean, that house down the street, our house has way more character. Um, it's a fenced in. It has character because we painted the walls. <laughs> well, Funky. the shiplap, we did everything. You know, we, we've we made it so nice in here. Um, but I, that's kind of fun because we weren't able to do that in our apartment. Yeah, but I mean, what's what's a, what was it, like $5,000 roof? 6000 It was 6000 to replace our roof. So for those of you budgeting, we have like a 1,200 square foot house. Mm-hmm. And that's how much our roof was. But I mean, six thousand to replace a roof that we don't have to worry about for twenty years. Um, we don't have. We won't be know, here for twenty years, no. but it added to the value of the home for when we resell it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So doing projects that are going to give you a return are worth it. Absolutely. If we're because we're planning on staying in this house for a few years, and the sellers who were here before us had a baby, and the house just got too small for them, and that's probably what's going to happen to us in the future. So it's just, it's fun to be in this house and make these changes and have goals and have things to work for that are ours. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. we find that important because of kind of how we grew up. That's just what we found important to us. So Yeah, it's been a long and special journey, mm-hmm. the purchase and everything of a home and how it started, how, how it is now. Um, definitely some, like, you know, there's bumps in the process, but, you know, it's worth it in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's your home. Um, so when you do things around the house, you do it the right way. You don't call in work orders to fix things and they don't fix them the right way. Like in our previous apartments, right? You know, we get to put our own personal touch, um, and we get to put, you know, our full attention into doing things the right way in our home, um, and planning and making it just, you know, fit overall. And that's another thing, you know, this house, it's not the biggest house, Mm-mm. but it's plenty of room for us, and it's a huge upgrade from what we were used to. Right. I mean, it's double in size. Um, so this has kind of expanded our view and what is possible in yeah. the world. So now this is mm-hmm. this was the next step for us, was buying our first home, and from here, now we've got all these big goals and dreams that this is helping us 
you know, think about the oh, investment yeah. property and buying something bigger one day. And I feel like it's just kind of a, a step-by-step journey into yeah. growth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is it, starting, starting point. Mm-hmm. So sense. you're glad we did it. Oh, very glad. Yes. You're glad that we own a home. Yes, Good. absolutely. And, you know, I tend to look on the financial part of owning a home, you know, maybe a little bit more than the sensitive side of owning a home. So. Right, I'm all about those feelings. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just awesome. I'm looking forward to the projects. We're, we're planning on doing a carport, mm-hmm. an overhang in the back, um, continuing the outside landscaping. So we're yeah. kind of getting quotes for everything and mm-hmm. trying to save up and... Asking questions. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. You never know until you ask, right? Right. So. So good. So it's exciting. We've kind of opened our eyes and we keep on moving forward. Mm-hmm. So do you have any advice for people who want to be homeowners and aren't right now? Yeah. I mean, um, coming from a situation where you know I couldn't get a steady income on paper until I got I landed a job after college um, yeah I mean it can be rocky it can look you know just so if you're a server or you're anything like that um, where you you or even a real estate agent where your commission isn't consistent or your payments aren't consistent uh, make sure you book it make sure you keep track of it make sure you keep track of your hours make sure you know when you're a server, you kind of want to keep that cash under the table, but it really comes back. It comes back to bite you in the butt when you're keeping when you that cash under the table and you can't show it for the future. So that's just something to think about. Um, and you have to do that, you know, at least six months in advance. Mm. Like those little things, um, you have to keep track of. But you should also be mindful of where you are planning to purchase because you need to kind of gauge it and you need you need to check it out. You need to be familiar with it and you can see like you know where we are in South Tampa it's a it's blowing up so I think that's another important thing you you kind of want to you know make sure in a way or that you're comfortable with that you're in a spot where you know you can resell mm-hmm. five ten years down the road and you will have equity in the home so you I mean and some of those things are School district. Yes. That's a big one that comes into play. Your proximity to shopping, restaurants, airports. The economy, everything mm-hmm. in that area. You know, the growth mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, and that's another thing about here. You know, we, we don't have traffic because we can hop right on the Selma. Um, we can go to St. Pete if we want to go to St. Pete. We can go to, you know, South Howard if we want to go to South Howard. We can go to downtown Tampa. No problems. Right. So it's really cool. The International Mall. Everything in this area. Which is kind of like, that's why we picked this area. Yes. And it's it's affordable where we are Mm -hmm. here south of Gandy. So there still are first-time homebuyer prices in this area. This is kind of a starter home community where we are. Yeah, I think so too. Um, And we can see growth all around us. There's houses that have junkyards in their front yard. (laughs) And then there's houses with brand new shutters and bright green grass, you know? Just like immaculate. But it's changing all the time. There's Mm -hmm. new roofs going on all over the place and new landscaping all over the place. So even if you're comfortable with it, getting in a place that might look a little junky right now, there's no land left in this area of Tampa. So this is what people are doing. They're they're moving down south of Gandy. They're going north of Kennedy. Seminole Heights is changing a lot. So they're renovating. If you're comfortable, they're either. They're renovating, um, there's teardowns, there's stuff like that mm-hmm. where they, they flip them, that kind of thing. They're making it nice. Right. What was very funny is when we put on a roof, 
not only did we put on a roof, but like four other people on our street put on a roof because they saw us putting on a roof. Right. So it's really, it's incredible how that works. You know, you do something to improve your community, your street. And other people pick up on it. Other people follow follow suit. And they, you know, they want to, it's just funny. That's Mm -hmm. just how things grow. Right. It doesn't happen overnight, but it definitely does over the span of, you know, few a couple years, of years plus yeah mm-hmm. so yeah just be mindful of you know keeping track of your income if you're in a situation where you're a server or you're commission-based or anything like that mm-hmm. um, and you know be mindful of the area that you're planning on moving to mm-hmm. get familiar with it get comfortable um, pick out what's best for you and everyone's different and this house is perfect for us it's a great fit so might you not be lo- perfect for someone else though yeah yeah you're right it might not be I mean, it definitely isn't. It, it depends on your family. It depends on what you want to do, where you want to live. Mm-hmm. For us, those circumstances, you know, played into this purchase. Right. And they paid off, and you know, by our standards. Mm-hmm. So, it's just very interesting. You just got to be mindful. You know. Good. Look for growth. Look at the city you live in. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's important. Mm-hmm. And you know, put your own personal touch on it. Do what you're comfortable with. Would be my advice. I like it. And trust, you know, trust your real estate agents because they know what they're talking about. (laughs) Wink, wink. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's good. I'm glad you did this podcast with me and kind of opened up about our journey to home ownership. And I'm looking forward to speaking with some of my past clients about their journeys. And hopefully this was something that you guys pulled some good nuggets of info out and some things that you could relate to. Yeah. So, awesome. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll chat next time. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Bye. Bye.